Hey, it's Glenn Scrivener from Speak Life. We're on video number 41 of Reading Between the Lines, which means we've only got 325 to go. Um, please do subscribe if you haven't already on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. We are Speak Life UK there or Speak Life UK on Twitter and maybe share one or two of these videos. Sharing is caring after all. Um, our phrase for today is a name of the Lord, Jehovah Jireh. Uh, but let me ask you a question as we begin. Um, what is this book? Um, Sometimes Christians can be the very worst people at answering that question. Many people reply that, that the Bible is the maker's instruction manual, or it's God's roadmap for life, or sometimes they spill out the letters B-I-B-L-E and they say it's basic instructions before leaving earth. Have you heard things like that? Um, most often religious folk will see this book as basically a moral guideline for right living. But if ever there was a story to explode that misconception, it's this one. Genesis chapter 22. Let me read it to you. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. Now, how on earth are we meant to understand a story like this? Written in a holy book, no less. You know, what's the, what's the moral supposed to be? Go and do likewise? No, well, Genesis 22 is meant to be read the way that the whole Bible is meant to be read. First and foremost, this is a witness, a testimony to Jesus Christ. And as we read it this way, the whole thing becomes clear. You see, Isaac is a promised offspring of Abraham, and he's described here as the only beloved son of the father. Now, most literally, that's not true of Isaac. Abraham has another son, an older son called Ishmael. But in the terms of this story, Isaac is playing the role of the only beloved son, the offspring of Abraham. And he is to be slain as a sacrifice of atonement. That's what a burnt offering is. And he's to be killed on a mountain in the region of Moriah. Mount Moriah is the temple mount of Jerusalem. So here is the only beloved son to be offered by the father on a hill outside Jerusalem to make atonement. Hmm? Let's continue. Verse 3. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering, placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. Can you imagine the scene? There is the father carrying the tools of judgment, the fire, the fire and the knife. And what does he do with the wood? He places the wood on the back of his son, his only son who he loves, so that the son trudges up the hill in the region of Jerusalem, carrying the wood on his back on the place, on the way to the place of his execution. <laughs> right? Does this remind you of anything? Let's keep going. Verse 7. Uh, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. This is very important. Abraham says, God will provide a lamb for the sacrifice of atonement. Keep that in mind, a lamb for the sacrifice of atonement. Uh, verse 9, we'll keep going. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar, and there he arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son, but... 
the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now that I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So do you see the scene here? The angel of the Lord intercepts the judgment. He stands in the way and stops the judgment. Um, Now, the word angel just means sent one. So here is somebody called the sent one of the Lord, and he intercepts judgment. But notice what gets sacrificed instead of Isaac on this occasion. It's a ram. Now, do you remember what Abraham had promised would be provided by God? A lamb. Therefore, verse 14, so Abraham called that place Jehovah-Jireh in the Hebrew, Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Here is our phrase for the day. It's one of the Lord's names from the Old Testament, Jehovah-Jireh. The Lord is provider. Well, all right. What will he provide? He will provide the Lamb of God the beloved son, the offspring of Abraham, the sacrifice of atonement. And he would be provided on this mountain in the region of Jerusalem. What an astonishing prediction of Jesus. Here it is, 2000 BC, 2000 years before the events that it's predicting. And here is the promise, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh, what will he provide? The Lamb of God. I was teaching this passage to a youth group a few years ago, and and I built up all the details, you know, the only beloved son and the sacrifice of atonement. It's a mountain in the region of Jerusalem. He's carrying the wood on his back up the mountain. And I kept asking, does this remind you of anyone? Does this remind you of anyone? And there was a girl in the front row who suddenly twigged and she just started thumping her neighbor in the arm and said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's totally Jesus. (laughs) That's why the Bible was written. The reason the Bible was written was that so you can have moments like that teenager had. If you read the Bible primarily as a rule book, it just disintegrates between your fingers. With such a mindset, Genesis 22 becomes a scandal. It's about child sacrifice, right? Suddenly, Genesis 22 is a barrier to faith if you see the book moralistically. But when the Bible is read as it's intended to be read, we see it as a testimony to Jesus. And at that point, Genesis 22 does not become a barrier. It becomes a boost to our faith. Suddenly, we we realize that all the scriptures and all the saints in every age are fixed on the one truth that towers above all others. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John 1 verse 29. Why don't you pray that when you read the scriptures, you won't just read it as basic instructions before leaving earth. Pray for eyes to see Christ, because every page will tell you it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's totally Jesus. Jesus.